I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome, you are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. This is one of your co-hosts, Isaac Harris of Mavs.com. I'm not joined today by Nick Angstead, uh, the other co-host, and basically he's the host, and I'm just his guest every time. But uh, Nick is uh, visiting family in Kentucky, taking a much-deserved break. He almost uh, hopped on today's pod, and we tried to make it work, but uh, it just wasn't going to work. He's just with family, and he needs a break, too, so... Uh, He's uh, enjoying uh, a week off with family, and uh, I'm trying to hold down the ship so y'all can just uh, get off my back about the audio. Uh, I've already got some DMs every time. This happens every time, guys. Every time Nick's gone. He's the master when it comes to like editing and software and everything. And I'm not, if I wanted to put, I mean, I'll put hours into it, but I also have a crazy like schedule and stuff right now. So I try my best with it. And, uh, yeah, I always get DMs or tweets and like, hey, I know Nick's gone. The audio uh, got a tweet the other day saying my ears are hurting because of how bad the audio was. So uh, sorry if the audio has been that bad uh, since Nick has been gone. But hopefully today's is a little bit better. Uh, today's podcast is going to be a little bit uh, different, but I hope you enjoy it because it's basically going to be a back and forth between uh, Rick Carlisle and Donnie Nelson quotes and then me commenting on them a, a little bit. As today uh, that I'm recording this on Wednesday, July 1st, it was the first day that the Mavericks could be back in the practice facility and having some sort of practice, even though it's not a scrimmage or five on five or four on four or three on three or two on two or one on one. I don't even know. They're practicing somehow. Uh, Rick has been in the facility for the past week, but they had press conferences for the very first time. Uh, since quarantine happened today, virtually over Zoom. Uh, so I was uh, honored to set in on those. And, um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was, I don't think I've ever been happier to see Rick Carlisle's face. Uh, it was cool to feel some sort of normalcy with, uh, the NBA world and, uh, to hear, uh, from Donnie Nelson too, GM, uh, president of basketball operations for the Mavericks. But, uh, before we get into some quotes, I'm just going to hit some, uh, general bullet points that I actually don't have. I mean, this, presser went on for like an hour so I couldn't put everything into a podcast I pulled different quotes that I thought were uh, intriguing or some of my favorite quotes from it and then talked about them but I'll throw out some other bullet points some nuggets of info uh, from this presser uh, right now so one uh, Rick talked about Brunson and Dwight Powell and Courtney Lee confirmed that all three of those guys will not play in Orlando but they will travel with the team something that we've been expecting uh, he talked about Brunson and just how Brunson uh, is you know, doing a lot of work and practicing some, and he just doesn't have the full range of motion with his shoulder and stuff, still needs a couple more months. So all three of them will be out, but they'll all be in Orlando. And he talked about just how important it is for the team to have those uh, three guys around and just team chemistry and all of that. Uh, we know that they're going to be having scrimmages before the eight seeding games, but those opponents for those eight scrim or eight scrimmages for those uh, couple of games there, those three scrimmages, they have not been set, so we have no clue who they will be scrimmaging. Uh, it was funny, Rick, hearing Rick talk about just the idea of scrimmaging another team. He's like, when have we ever seen that? Uh, the fact that which uh, I guess could be just be preseason games, but um, a scrimmage, yeah, th that's something that's going to take place. 
Um, you'll hear the positivity from Rick about uh, the lack of travel and how that would be uh, huge for some teams. But well, I actually put a quote in for that. Uh, Tim McMahon of ESPN uh, just wrote a story, actually just tweeted a little bit ago about just the situation with coaches heading to Orlando and COVID-19 and how, you know, would age um, age limits be implied or I don't even know how to word it. Uh, would the age of coaches impact their ability to go to Orlando? And Rick said very adamantly that they will, um, no matter, there'll be no limitations on uh, coaches will not be red flagged for uh, their age before heading to Orlando, but they'll go through screening and everything uh, at Disney. So I thought that was um, important that Rick uh, talked about that. Uh, Rick also talked about uh, just acknowledging how hard it's going to be for players uh, just leaving their families and uh, how each of the players have their different situations, uh, whether they're single or they have their significant others or they're married with kids. And But he also took a positive angle uh, from it, too, and of saying, hey, a lot of these guys, they've been with their families. A lot of us have been with our families over the past, you know, what, three months and uh, just coming out of that and it's like now so he was just taking it he's like you know i know this will be it's definitely hard he said but we've also been able to spend you know positive of you know quarantine that we've been able to spend a lot of family time together and he also referenced uh technology and uh, i know this for sure because uh my parents live out of state and like 12 hours away so uh they ask i think every single day to uh facetime uh their grandkids and uh so uh, we use facetime all the time and so rick talks about the um the impact of technology and allowing families to talk to each other and how hard it would have been back in his day if he didn't have technology and he had to go through all of this. Um, you know, I put a quote in there, um, the pretty lengthy quote from Rick Carlisle talking about the new initiative. And I thought this was one of the bigger takeaways. I say this later on, so I'm sorry I'm repeating this, but I think it's one of the bigger takeaways from today's press conferences. Um, was the amount of time that Donnie and Rick Donnie started off the whole thing talking uh, about the movement going on and um, the racial injustice is happening in our across our country and uh, Rick talks about uh, this new initiative that him and the uh, coaches association him as the president of the coaches uh, association uh, they come up they came up with this new initiative uh, NBA coaches for uh, racial justice and um, just hearing him talk about that and explain it and I think more details and stuff will come uh, from that uh, in Orlando we'll hear hear more about that um, what's another thing um, Donnie talks a little bit about the roster we'll talk you'll hear a little bit more about that later on um, in regards to replacing Willie Colley Stein with Trey Burke and uh, one thing he didn't mention, I actually tweeted this out a little bit ago, and he said, you know, we were debating bigs to sign in place of Willie and, you know, replacing uh, big and Willie with another um, big. And and uh, he said, we ask ourselves as an organization, the other bigs that are free agents were on the marketplace of saying, would we play them over Boban? And he said, honestly, there was no one that we would. So that's why they went the guard route with Trey Burke and uh, cited that Trey Burke knows the system and, and all the stuff that we've been talking about Trey Burke. Uh, he's also asked what members of management would be in the bubble at Disney with uh, the team and that each team has to have a member of management there. And that's where Keith Grant will come into play. So Keith Grant will uh, be with the Mavs and represent the Mavs in the bubble uh, all the time. But he did say that him, uh, Michael Finley and um, Mark Cuban would come and go. I don't know what that looks like. Uh, he said they'll be there for a lot of the games, but they'll come and go. I'm assuming if they if they are, 
um, arriving and leaving that they will not be around the team and all of that. We've heard and seen reports that owners and I think management will have like separate entrances and they can't get within certain uh, feet from the team and like all this different stuff. So uh, I'm curious on how that will work. I know I tweeted that out. I didn't really think it through after I tweeted and I've had people quote it and be like, oh, how's it, how they're coming, you know, they're going to come and go and all this different stuff. So yeah, sorry. But uh, I know they'll do it in a safe way. I just wonder, I, I don't know the logistics about it. Um, the only uh, two other things real quick before we get an actual audio from them. He, he talked to Donnie talked a lot about uh, Willie Colley Stein's decision and just how hard it was for him. And uh, just the fact that he was weighing this missing um, the birth of his first child. And he, he just talked about how hard it was for Willie and how he went back and forth. And, you know, they're uncertain on what the policies would look like of them leaving the bubble and just how and all this different stuff. And, uh, ultimately he, he decided to opt out of Orlando and they, uh, both him and Rick expressed so much respect for, uh, for Willie and doing that. So I thought that was really cool on their part. And, uh, the biggest thing out of any of this, he, uh, Donnie was asked point blank, um, towards the end of the press conference about positive tests for the maps. And if anybody, if he knows of anybody and Donnie says straight up, he said, to my knowledge, nobody on the team, um, for the staff or coaching staff, uh, nobody has tested positive uh, for COVID-19, which is incredible news. And, uh, man, it's awesome. So uh, they're getting tested regularly. Rick Carlos says in this that he's been uh, tested five times over the past week. Uh, they're getting tested every other day. I know the traveling party's getting tested too. So um, they're definitely taking all the precautions before they head out. Today's uh, July 1st that I'm recording this. You know, they'll have uh, about a week of this. And then they'll head out for Disney. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, get into our first quote from Rick Carlisle. I don't think it's going to affect uh, the intensity. Um, you know, this, this eight-game set is, is, such a, is such a short period of time. Really, it's, it's going to happen over two weeks. Um, all the teams involved are playing for something every single game. We've just come off of a three-month layoff where there's just been great anticipation about getting back on the floor. So, um, you know, look, the, the quality of play in terms of the shot making, and those kinds of things, you know, that may be a little challenging at the beginning. Um, there's some people that have compared this kind of thing to coming off of a lockout, you know, like we did in 99 and like we did in 2011. The difference is – there's a real long ramp up period with these individual workouts uh, in all the markets and our training camp time uh, in Orlando is going to be significantly longer than both training camp periods in 99 and 2011. So I think the quality of play is going to be very good from the beginning. I thought that quote from Rick right there was interesting because I've been sitting here thinking this whole time that when comparing it to the lockout or to two of the lockout seasons that this ramp up to Disney would be kind of um, more of a negative compared to lockouts because, you know, on the lockout, they'll, they'll start later and then go straight from season to playoffs, blah, blah, blah with, with Disney taking the break off and then coming back in for a training camp. But him mentioning the training camp thing uh, was really intriguing to me because 
how this training camp will be much longer than the lockout seasons and how he thinks that that will result into better play at the beginning because I feel like um, maybe a lot of you guys, including myself, I think that the play at the beginning is going to be really sloppy <laughs> and uh, a lot of missed shots, a lot of just uh, everything with that, with basketball being back, it's going to be kind of preseason like basketball. But Rick at the end of that quote saying, Hey, I, I think he expects high quality basketball from the very beginning. So I wanted to throw that, that in there because I did find that uh, interesting today from those press conferences. But next one, let's just go right along to a, uh, Another quote from Rick Carlisle on this, when he talks about a new initiative that him and the NBA Coaches Association have put in place. One other thing that I want to mention, uh, and this is very important to us um, with the Coaches Association, uh, on May 30th, we, uh, we decided to um, create an initiative to, uh, to educate and, and, and take on the, the long fight um, against racial injustice, and uh, our initiative is going to is going to is, is is called NBA Coaches for uh, Racial Justice, and, and this platform in Orlando is going to be a great opportunity for us to um, talk about the history of, of racial injustice. Um, we we plan to revisit it on a on a daily basis. Um, I know that um, Black Lives Matter are, is going to be uh, um, on the on the, the courts that we play on, which is which is great. And this is a this is a great opportunity to keep this conversation going um, about a problem that's been going on for for over 400 years. Um, I'm proud that uh, in our market we've we've uh, partnered with a group called Mothers Against Police Brutality here, and. Um, you know, we're going to be working locally with them. Uh, you know, we've had a, we, myself, Jamal Mosley, and Stephen Silas on my staff, along with Dwight Powell and uh, Colette Flanagan from Others Against Police Brutality, have met so far with uh, Mayor Johnson. Um, we've met with the city manager, uh, T.C. Broadnax, and we've also met with um, Police Chief Renee Hall and had great conversations about things policy-wise that we can all work toward to uh you know to make our city safer so um this is a this is a long-term initiative that we're getting into uh we have the stomach for it uh, there's a high level of motivation and so um, you know we're looking forward to orlando being uh, a real a real jumping off point for us when talking about the uh key I guess, takeaways from today's uh, virtual press conferences with uh, Rick Carlisle and Donnie Nelson. Honestly, one of the bigger takeaways, if not the biggest takeaway, um, was Donnie and Rick both spending a significant amount of time talking about Black Lives Matter and the movement and how that is much bigger than the game of basketball right now. And I just uh, I, I really appreciated uh, just Rick talking about what him and the coaches uh, are putting together and have put together this new initiative, NBA Coaches for Racial uh, Justice, and just how he, he described it there in the clip that uh, I just played. But he also talks about it a little bit later on towards the end of his media availability, and I don't think I will have that uh, in this podcast just for time, but he describes this conversation 
that he had, uh, I think it was the day after George Floyd's um, murder. And it was, you know, him and like six or eight other coaches. And then they, you know, they got everybody and literally so in a matter of hours, they got all 30 NBA head coaches on this phone call. And he cited Lloyd Pierce as a prominent voice in that conversation. And he said, man, it was just a conversation that we all, it was full of anger, but they wanted to be a part of this uh, solution, paraphrasing here and of saying, hey, we, we want to put actions out and keep this conversation going. He said, he did say that he's like, man, we want this conversation has to keep going. So I think more details, we'll see more details of what the coaches have planned that will unfold in Orlando. And he briefly talked about uh, black lives matter being painted on the court and uh, other things. And however, when he was asked about players expressing how they want to support this movement, he said, we support the players 100% and that it's a free country. So uh, I really enjoy that that part of the press conference today. But next, uh, let's uh, jump to uh, this next quote from Rick. And he was asked by Brad, Brad Townsend to describe the atmosphere in the practice arena, um, arena practice facility, uh, as all the players are back into the facility for the most part doing individual drills. Uh, no, no, no two on two, no three on three, and I don't believe we're even we're even going to do one on one in terms of competitive these are these are individual workouts and I think starting today we can have more than one player at a basket so you know um, just now I saw uh, Tim and, and KP doing some shooting drills together at at one basket uh, up until today they were not they were not allowed to do that um, so um, look things are things are ramping up very gradually which is the right way to approach this um you know i've been in the gym <laughs> first time i got back in the gym was last tuesday so it was a week ago yesterday and that was for testing that was a day where there were no workouts um and so it's you know so i've been tested five times in a week um today was another was another test so the testing is has been every other day yeah, I don't have a lot to add to this quote uh, other than I just wanted to throw it in there for uh, you guys just to hear Rick describe the atmosphere uh, in the practice facility as, you know, a lot of us have seen that, hey, Dallas was uh, starting back practice on July 1st, but practice really looks a lot different. The fact that they're not playing three on three, I mean, of course, no full court or anything like that, no two on two, and even him taking a step further saying, hey, we're not even playing one on one right now, that they're just... Uh, now being allowed to shoot on the same basket. He's referencing Tim Hardaway and uh, Porzingis in this. And then talking about how many times he's been tested over the past week that, you know, you're listening to this on a Thursday that last Tuesday uh, was the first time that he was allowed back into the facility. And, you know, he's been tested five times since then. And I know the traveling party that will be heading to Orlando, they're getting tested frequently. And uh, as you hear, uh, actually, I don't know if I'll throw it in there for Donnie at the end, but Donnie uh, does say, and he does confirm a question that he was asked point blank and uh, straightforward about positive tests on the Mavs. And he said, to his knowledge, Donnie Nelson says, to my knowledge, uh, there have been zero positive tests among players, coaches, and staff. And so that is uh, incredible news. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's hop into uh, another quote from Rick Carlisle. From everything that I understand, it, it should be one of the safest places to be um, in the United States. You know, even though the numbers in Florida have, have spiked, um, but the truth is the numbers all over the country have spiked. 
but this this environment is is going to be um, you know monitored very very closely, and there there are a lot of uh, procedures and and regulations, and you know we're going to follow them to a T as are the other 21 teams, and uh, you know we're we're looking forward to making the best of this. This is uh, I mean. Imagine an NBA season where you don't don't have to travel. I mean, I mean, whoever heard of something like that? I mean, if you can't look at that as as some kind of positive, I think there's something wrong. <laughs> so, um, look, it's it's coming quick. Um, a week from today, we leave. When we get down there, the the training camp will go by quickly. You play eight games in two weeks. I mean, that's going to fly by, and then boom. You know, we're going to be into the playoffs. So just hearing Rick Carlisle talk about the playoffs just gets me even more excited. So uh, we do get Mavs uh, playoff basketball here in what, I guess a month or so. But, uh, you know, two two points from that latest um, Rick quote right there. First off, just how safe uh, the bubble, if we want to call it a bubble, a mesh bubble, a mesh net, maybe. I don't even know what to really call it, but. Uh, you know, Rick says this, Donnie Nelson says this later on after Rick and this virtual press conference that uh, kind of the same thing, that they think this is going to be one of the safest places in the United States uh, inside this Disney bubble. So uh, I think it's at least reassuring, you know, hearing something like that and how safe it's going to be, but also the traveling point. And this is something that uh, Nick and I have uh, jokingly argued about on this pod that I think that... Um, yeah, where we stand on this title compared to other titles. And one of the things that I've, I've thrown out there is the fact that like these teams won't have to travel and go city to city and have all these you know, flights in between games or series or whatever. And hearing Rick Carlisle throw out there and trying to find the positives. And he literally says, hey, we're making the best of this. And imagine not being able or not having to travel and how much of a positive that is. And he, he was very enforceful about that. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think that's an underrated part about all of this, that nobody's going to be taking you know flights during any of this, the regular season, the scrimmages, the playoffs. I mean, going into the finals, I mean, none of that's going to happen. So uh, I think that will help some. And I think players will definitely like the fact that they won't have to be boarding flights and flying through the night and landing in different cities at two in the morning and, and so forth. So I thought that was a very interesting note from Rick Carlisle. Now let's hear a quote from Donnie Nelson. I think everyone has seen by now, you know, some of the challenges that have taken place in Denver. Um, that can happen to any of us. And uh, we just want to take every precaution, uh, holding uh, each other accountable, not just within the practice facility, but as players go back to their families and loved ones, that they take every precaution because uh, their health is not only the most important thing to us as an, as an organization, but it's, uh, their health is paramount to us, you know, having the kind of run that we uh, hope to have. I put this quote in there from Donnie because of one word that he used that I thought was really important. He used the word accountability. And the fact that players and everyone's going to have to hold each other accountable so that the team as a whole can succeed. You know, if a player goes out and is like, hey, I'm not going to take this serious, whether it's, you know, in the home market or whether it's in the bubble and they want to break the bubble, you know, if you want to say that, 
the fact that he mentioned accountability and everyone's going to be holding each other accountable, I, th- I just thought that was so um, important. And I thought it was crucial just to hear that word thrown out there that, hey, these players, they're not going to just be asked or if we want to say required or uh, recommended to do these things. But if you go out and you are reckless and, and you go out and um, do not – uh, take the rec- recommendations and and uh, break the bubble, if you want to say, or go out and not stay at home as much before you leave for Orlando. You can not only put your your own health at risk. That Donnie says, hey, the players' health is our utmost, like it's our their health is paramount to us. But you're also hurting the team too at the same time. And I just thought that was um, a really uh, impactful statement from Donnie Nelson. So um, as you look at our proposed um, rotation starting lineup, you know, obviously, um, you know, you have Luca, um, you know, um, you got Hardaway, Curry, um, Dorian, KP, um, let's say in some form or fashion, you know, again, this is depending on lineups and, you know, um, coaches decision going in rotationally, but let's say in some form or fashion, that is uh, a, call it projected starting five. Um, DeLon, the beauty of DeLon is he can play a little point, a little two, a little three. Um, He's um, that, you know, unique utility guy that provides you, you know, a multi-positional backup. Um, Justin Anderson similarly can play a little backup three, uh, even a little pinch backup four. Um, you know, given a lot of the finesse fours that uh, are out there um, right now. And then Maxi, the beautiful thing about Maxi is he can play four and he can play five. He can slide back and forth. So if you're, um, if you're doing a flow chart, let's say that those are the, uh, you know, rotational um, players along with, you know, JJ that will get a steady, uh, diet of backup point, and also he can play some backup two minutes. So that that gets you to let's let's call it nine, which is um, a normal uh, rotation. Um, you know, Boban, as we all know, uh, can play the backup. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, he's there, our third string backup five, and in a pinch, you know, MKG can uh, can provide some minutes there as well as the backup four. I thought this part of uh, Donnie's conversation with us uh, or questioning and answering a portion of media stuff was fascinating because he basically, we get to hear a GM run down what he thinks the uh, rotation is for the team. And, you know, it was a a little bit different than I guess how I've been uh, kind of approaching it. Cause in my mind, there's a top six to the rotation, top six to the roster and Luca and KP and Dorian and Tim and and then Seth and Maxi making you know the six six guys there and you know one him putting Seth Curry in the projected starting lineup I thought that was intriguing we've been wondering about that not really wondering I think that could change uh, based off like who they play you know if they play somebody who has um, you know a four another big out there that they might want Maxi out there instead of Seth Curry. I, I could possibly see that happening, but him throwing Seth in there with the starting unit, uh, mentioning Maxi coming off the bench, and then he mentions Delon and <laughs> Justin Jackson. Uh, he uh, 
he calls him twice in this media session, Justin Anderson. And uh, I just chuckled on it. You know, it's just him, uh, a mix up for him. But uh, it was just funny, the fact that he was calling Justin Jackson, uh, Justin Anderson in this. But he mentions DeLon Wright and Justin, uh, Justin Jackson, what he's talking about. And yeah, I just thought that was intriguing. Kind of like a top eight kind of. Then he throws JJ in there and he said, hey, that gives you uh, pretty much a nine man rotation. Then he mentions Boban as this like third string center, which basically, you know, they're viewing Maxi as this backup five. And then, you know, kind of with the MKG stuff, what we've talked about on this pod that he says in a pinch, you could throw MKG out there at the five or in some four minutes. And I think that's one of the big takeaways from this too. And we saw it obviously with them signing Trey Burke, the fact that they're willing to go small and they're okay with going small in Orlando with uh, just KP and Maxi swapping out Willie uh, for Trey Burke, a center for a point guard. Uh, they're more than willing to go small. And, you know, Rick even says, Hey, we're going to have to go smaller at times. We're going to have to be inventive. And uh, I got excited hearing that because there's no telling what Rick Carlisle is going to throw out there. But uh, let's uh, listen to another quote from Donnie Nelson. But if, in fact, you know, a player or two goes down, um, again, we've got to crank it up, get on the phone, put out the fire, you know, get someone with a seven-day, you know, turnaround uh, to be a replacement. And, yes, if it will be, um, uh, you know, it's, it's us plus, 20, plus uh, 21 other teams that will be in that potential mode so those players may go quickly in fact today in our scouting call we we literally are um getting backups at every position that our list could you know it's going to be very very deep um because um you um you know uh, you're going to be in a position where um guys are going to be coming off the, the board quickly so it'll be kind of like the draft um but that being said uh, yes, depth uh, is important to coach that plays a deep roster, and uh, that's kind of we ha- why we have those controls in place. So this question Donnie was asked uh, when he answered this uh, right here was about the depth of the roster and how important it is to have depth in Orlando. And him kind of expanded earlier in uh, the media session. He was asked about what if a player tests positive in Orlando, what's the process look like? And that's when he said, you know, you would sign a free, we could sign a free agent. They would come to Orlando and they would have to be quarantined for seven days. And I originally thought that was longer. So seven days, that's, uh, that's promising, I guess, or at least encouraging that it's a seven day quarantine. And so, but him talking about just the process and just their mindset preparing for Orlando was wild to me the fact that you know which you know a lot of it is hey you got to do your due diligence here and you know be prepared you know yeah you got to be prepared and uh the fact that they have list players at each position saying that that those both all of those lists are really long and the fact that he even compares it to it could be like a draft scenario that players and names are going to be coming off the board quick uh, from other teams, uh, picking up free agents and stuff. You know, obviously we're not just talking about COVID-19 positive results, but you know, injuries, anything like that. But just the, just him comparing it to the draft. Uh, I don't know. It may just set a little uneasy, uh, a little bit more about it. Just, Hey man, they're like kind of halfway prepping the fact that they could see people go down, you know, across the league. And it's like, Hey, we'll test positive or have injuries and that they're going to have to have a list of free agents that are ready to go. And so you wonder if you're a free agent out there and you're waiting for that call, 
you know they're going to be waiting even more in Orlando when things, um, yeah, when everybody's together and injuries could take place. And I'll be curious to see what happens or how many names are called to Orlando, how many free agents are signed, go to Orlando, wait the seven days. I, I'm just, I, yeah, I'll be uh, curious to see what that number is when it's all said and done. But uh, that concludes today's podcast. I know it was a weird one because Nick is still on vacation and it was just a back and forth of quotes of Rick and Donnie. Uh, but I know a lot of you also like hearing audio and uh, this is same audio that uh, we hear as media people. And uh, so, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that. We'll have a podcast on Friday too. And spoiler alert, you might hear from Luka Doncic, as I think uh, Luka is scheduled to talk to the media uh, tomorrow, So, uh, or actually today uh, that you're listening to this. Or I'm, I might drop this early on the Wednesday afternoon, but this will count for Thursday's pod. But anyway, and I might have a guest join me for half of Friday's pod to talk some Disney stuff and hotels and all of that. But hope you enjoyed today, and uh, peace out. Boom.